This is My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic. Welcome to the newest installment of My Take Radio Beyond the Mic. Joining me this on this new episode is Dr. Rob Dickman and also Simon Edwards, creators of the upcoming animated series Roxer. You can find out more at Roxer.com. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, Rich. Good, Rich. Thanks for having us. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Roxer as a whole, so that our listeners can get better acquainted with the, with the series and some of the characters? Well, um, let, I guess I could start by, first of all, um, letting the listeners know that, uh, you know, Roxer uh, is spelled W-R-O-X-E-R, uh, the, the combination uh, wrestler-boxer. Um, and really, Roxer, uh, Roxer illustrates this, this art of adaptation uh, in a story of an underdog MMA fighter who, who leads a group of misfit heroes known as the Core against a group of evil, evil villains known as the Void uh, in a battle that uh, we, you know, we call will determine the fate of humanity. So it, we really blend that entertainment value of professional wrestling um, with the, you know, the realism uh, component of MMA, to use the UFC term, as real as it gets component. Um, and we blend all this into, into the world's first MMA-related superhero cartoon series, you know, aimed at empowering kids' abilities to adapt to life's challenges. So that's that's kind of, uh, that is it in, in summary. Well, one thing I noticed is that the characters, you, you have the two factions. Uh, let's get into just the origins. Why, why MMA and pro wrestling elements in particular? Um, well... Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll kind of respond to that on the MMA side, and then I, maybe Simon can jump in on the wrestling because this is how you know we. This is a combination um, um, uh, effort here. Um, rock uh, MMA, um, you know, MMA really represents the uh, the true essence of MMA. I should say represents uh, really mankind's ability to adapt because you've got you know you've got the two fighters adapting to each other's skill sets and. Um, uh, I guess initially MMA um, was was kind of built up on this whole concept of aggression and violence. And uh, as as you probably know, when the sport uh, implemented the set of rules and the bloodshed decrease, is really when uh, the sport of MMA started to uh, to hockey stick in you know in popularity. And so, what we're trying to do here is we are we're extracting the positive essence uh, uh, out of the sport of MMA and delivering it. Uh, to the masses, you know, kids, and, and really the entire family in a safe and appropriate manner. So we've got this this realism component of MMA uh, again, blending it with the entertainment value of professional wrestling, and and this is where this is where Simon comes into the uh, the creation. Yeah, and uh, one one of the things uh, that pro wrestling adds to the story is the entertainment value. 
Because when you uh, when you're watching a when you're watching a fight, it's more you know um, one guy wins, the other guy loses. But when uh, when it's professional wrestling, you're adding a story element in there too, and uh, that lends itself uh, you know help helps uh, transition MMA into uh, into a animated format like a, an entertaining uh, format like that. Well, each of you each of you are lending your levels of expertise to it. Uh, just to switch gears a little bit, how did you guys come together with this concept and how long have you guys been acquainted and where did the idea stem from? Well, um, I guess we can pretty much go back about five years um, when, when uh, you know, I, I was relatively a new father at that time and, and um, you know, I, I, uh, I began to, to really notice a, a almost instinctual increase in my awareness and, you know, sensitivity of, of our changing world. And um, at the same time, you know, I, I was a real big fan of MMA and, you know, watching this sport grow and, and um, really attracted to that adaptive energy you know, that surrounds the fighters and, and the sport as a whole. And so it kind of, kind of became clear to me that uh, you know, the sport of MMA had tapped into really the consciousness of the masses and, um, you know, and again, those fighters really truly represent that human adaptability and they symbolize our abilities to overcome challenge and adversity. Uh, you know, that positive aspect, again, of the sport as opposed to, you know, maybe uh, a more hardcore fight fan that is, you know, that is maybe drawn towards it because of, you know, the aggressive nature of the sport. And so I, I really, I really felt that there was a, there was a huge audience out there that, you know, the sport was just starting to tap into that, you know, more of that non-hardcore fight fan. And so, um, um, you know, it was really then that, that the concept of Roxer, that combination wrestler, boxer, fighter, mixed martial artist, adaptive superhero, if you will, really surfaced in my mind. And, and I really felt uh, the more I you know, thought about it and started to you know, kind of pencil out the, the concept that I, I discovered, you know, really a vehicle that was capable of delivering, you know, this message to, to really everybody of our adaptive potential. You know, when, when we, we were able to connect to our inner fighter and really deliver that in a nonviolent, appropriate, and entertaining fashion. Yeah, and uh, Rob, uh, Rob had approached me uh, actually through MySpace. A lot, a lot of our team uh, has come together just through, uh, through social media, actually. Um, Rob uh, approached me through MySpace um, a couple years ago. Uh, asking me if I could help him out with an editing project on a uh, on a on a set of workout DVDs um, related to um, you know uh, the the Roxer uh, franchise, and when he sent me the uh, you know like the um, uh, the introduction, he attached a, a link to you know a little animation uh, that featured. Um, you know, featured this guy turning into a uh, uh, turning into like a, a creature, like almost a superhero type thing. And you know, while I was working on the uh, on the DVDs, the thing that stuck out the most to me was always that that animation. And animation is something that I'd always wanted to uh, to get into, and I thought it was really cool. That's actually what attracted me to this project. And so, you know, like I just kept uh, you know uh, pushing and pushing for. Uh, the focus to be on the animation and, and Rob, uh, Rob agreed and, and we ended up, um, you know, shifting our focus from the workout DVDs more to the animation. And that's kind of, uh, what we've been doing over the past uh, year and a half or so. What about you guys? It, 
one thing that, well, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. I noticed in, in looking at the stories for all the characters, um, particularly Robbie, of course, and his twin brother, Zach, mm-hmm. where how much influence from just your real life, well, your real lives, went into these characters? Because the way that I noticed Robbie Robbie's character was built, I just realized that there was that, you know, big brother, little brother mentality, and one brother always is, his personality is, is different than another which is always apparent in twins. Is is somebody a twin in your family or? Um, actually, uh, my my brother and I are really close in age. Uh, we're not we're not twins, but we're uh, we're less than a year apart. We're okay. we're about eleven months, about as uh, little apart as you can get, like we, without being twins. And um, you know, like the uh, you know, like the story itself, uh, just just kind of. Um, kind of formed off of the idea of this this rocky style like underdog MMA fighter and the beauty of MMA is that you don't have to be the biggest or the strongest to win a fight you just have to be able uh you know like to to adapt to your opponent and so we kind of uh, we kind of took you know like that uh characteristic of MMA and advanced uh, this character uh with it and 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 kind of came up with the whole group of uh, of superheroes being like this group of misfit heroes they all have you know like a little bit of um personality quirks or whatever that you know you would consider these guys all to be all to be underdogs and when they are able to tap into their inner fighter it brings out you know like that confident uh like powerful uh person that everybody has inside of them and uh, you know, and it enables them to, uh, to to fight the villains in the story. The the other characters that are in there joining Robbie, um, where did you guys come up with the concept for those characters? Were those were, was that something that was already established where you kind of wanted to have him and this particular group, and you built it? Ba- Some people would say that you build it backwards. In other words, you build the the heroes before building the alter egos, or was this something that was always planned? Um, well, based, based on the, uh, based on the, uh, little animation that, uh, uh, that Rob had sent me, you know, like it was, it was, um, you know, like an individual, uh, turning into a superhero. So that kind of, uh, that transformation, uh, in, in Rob's intention, uh, signified, you know, that person adapting into his inner fighter. So the whole idea of adapting into your inner fighter was something that really appealed, uh, appealed to me. And, uh, you know, it kind of gave us the idea of uh, uh, creating, you know, like a, a vehicle to help a person adapt to their inner fighter uh, and, and uh, that being the, the uh, rocks or orbs. And, uh, you know, when a person connects with a rocks or orb, uh, they, you know, like depending on their, their personality, whether they're a, a good person or an evil person, they'll turn into a superhero or a supervillain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. When I saw the first design I, I saw when I went to the site was Zach's design. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a, a lot of comics growing up, and one of my favorite comics was The Max. And, yep. um, you know, I saw a lot of influence in that, which leads me also to this. When you guys were coming up with the concepts and the designs, what inspiration did you get? What What did you guys dip into? I mean, besides MMA and and pro wrestling what what did you guys use for your research not so much to 
for inspiration as to how your character should look, but just in terms of the emotion and just the flow of the characters. Like, if you guys see a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of martial arts films like to borrow from Bruce Lee, and mm-hmm. you always see influences of Bruce Lee everywhere you go. And even though it's not a direct, um, almost like a a direct impersonation, his influence is in almost any martial arts film you see. What did you guys use to build that? Um, actually, uh, um, personally, we we've kind of gone into this trying to uh, trying to create something completely different and completely new. Right. So we didn't we didn't go in and do you know like a bunch of uh, research or anything before um, you know before coming up with the characters and the character uh, motivations and and uh, you know like the whole the whole rocks are uh, like orbs and comet uh, backstory. We just kind of um, we just kind of took this this simple uh, animation, you know, like and uh, and the story behind it, and just kind of uh, used our imaginations just to, just to build out a story around it. Like, why would this happen? You know, like what what could possibly explain, you know, like this this uh, this human turning into this superhero, and uh, you know, like what what would uh, that person's intentions be? Okay, he's going to need a team, right? So uh, maybe we we create these other characters that also have the ability to uh, to tap into their inner fighters. So then from there, you know, it's just like okay, so what what uh, what is uh, relevant in in pop culture today? You know, for me, wrestling. So you know, like that that kind of lent itself to uh, the Johnny Nova character and also the Fission character on the on the bad guys side. Right. Uh, for Rob, it was MMA, so that's where we had uh, Robbie and uh, and Zach, and and the characters are the you know like superhero slash villains that that those two uh, uh, transform into. But then you know we also had uh, we have a, a hacker uh, skateboarder girl from Japan, um, and uh, you know uh, also a school teacher from Japan. You know, like so so it's it's just. Uh, the characters kind of, uh, you know, like just just uh, created themselves almost. You know, like we just kind of uh, uh, tapped into what's relevant in pop culture today. We also have, you know, a bunch of a uh, bunch of other characters in the works. Uh, I think, um, you know, by the time uh, we're ready to go to air with it, you know, we'll have uh, ten characters uh, total in development. Um, and yeah, and 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 we'll just kind of go with that. You know, you know, Rich. Uh, one thing that I can add to that um, is that um, you know we have a component, uh, really, the essence around Roxer and this world, uh, this Roxer world, if you will, um, is is uh, the the uh, you know the the, the 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 fact that you know we we are dealing with a, a world that that you know that, that is facing you know significant environmental type challenges. And we have incorporated, you know, the elements of, of, of wind, fire, water, electricity, and life into uh, the, the storyline and into the characters. With these characters, when they connect with the Roxer orb, they, they, they uh, possess the ability to control uh, uh, one of these earthly elements. And so, um, you know, it, it, there's a, just a big tie-in with, uh, you know, with, with humanity today facing these challenges and having to adapt to survive and thrive. And really, that's what Roxer is about. And so, um, you know, it, when you asked uh, about you know, the development of the characters, um, you know, the main character, 
uh, has always been kind of like almost in, in my mind when I created you know this concept. Uh, maybe like an alter ego of myself, and so you know, having having uh, uh, you know started uh, uh, in martial arts at the age of five myself, and then you know utilizing the skill sets, not necessarily the you know the fighting uh, uh, skill sets of, of, of martial arts, but more the qualities that I that I learned as a kid, um, you know that that are um, um, you know imparted on us by these teachings. Uh, which goes again back to Bruce Lee and whatnot, and how I was able to, you know, to um, uh, benefit from that, uh, you know, through my through my upbringing and and um, you know on into into college and on into the real world, you know, working for myself, um, and then once becoming a father, really being sensitive to you know the the benefits of, of of having that ability to adapt and wanting to to give that to my children and and, and give that to you know uh, other kids around the world and so that's really what fueled the development of Roxer and then when Simon came on board you know the creation of all these characters. Well, one thing I I wanted to really touch on is that you're going into into a territory, especially nowadays, and and both of you can agree that. When you're using a medium like like cartoons and you're kind of focusing on on combat and and physicality, especially when you, when you're embodying something like MMA, we know that a lot of parents have gotten a little bit more hesitant to embrace things like that, only because they they they've become their priorities have shifted. And and where I'm going with it is when when I was younger, I used to watch you know Thundercats, Masters of the Universe. Um, I can go down a list of cartoons, Bionic Six, and they they involve conflict. And there were there was a, a level of conflict that was shown that was more so front and center than the storytelling. You guys seem to have mixed it mixed it up quite well, focusing on both ends. Are you were you guys ever concerned that something focusing on wrestling and and mixed martial arts would be viewed? Not negatively, but just definitely would raise an eyebrow because it's like, oh, you guys are promoting this cartoon for kids, but it's built around the sport of, of fighting. Well, Was that ever a concern? You know, that, that's certainly certainly a um, you know uh, uh, an issue that we I think we are uh, dealing with in, in, in an appropriate fashion. I mean, we're not we're, we're definitely not promoting kids. You know, younger kids uh, watching, you know, uh, mixed martial arts on TV, you know, watching the pay-per-view events, that type of thing. But as you probably know, um, there's over 20 million uh, participants in, in, you know, in, a, in combat sports uh, in our country, and 80% of those are kids. Right. And, uh, you know, there are, there are mixed martial arts studios mushrooming all over the country. And, again, the majority of the participants are kids. And so... You know, we, we really, really, again, felt or feel that there is a, uh, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a need for, um, you know, for delivering the, the power uh, of, of that, that MMA energy in, in, in a safe, appropriate fashion to kids. And there's a huge benefit in doing so. So we, you know, we are, um, um, you know, we're, we're aimed at teaching kids uh, you know, how, how they need to adapt to all sorts of situations in order to become successful in life. And um, you know these kids will get important life lessons, and, and the parents will be more comfortable introducing the you know their, their kids to the sport of MMA and, and the lifestyle. So um, um, you know we um, we're real excited about what we're doing, and uh, you know we've gotten a, a, a phenomenal response from the community out there in, in what we're what we're about. And um, yeah, I think I think uh, you know we're 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 one of a kind. So um, what can I say? <laughs> no, I. 
you know, the reason I ask that is because, and and this goes back to even even pro wrestling, which you guys have seen has evolved from the Attitude Era, you know, for WWE that was brash and in your face and more. Now it's more not family friendly, but just definitely more mainstream to where your your target audience are are children, and yeah. with that and with that, a lot of people have been very vocal about the. I don't want to say the weakening of the product, but just the the direction that has changed certain personas and certain characters that you would expect to be one way and are now quote unquote safe. That's the reason why I brought that up because when you introduce something like this, it, it's something that it's almost nostalgic for me because back in the day we had you know Ultimate Muscle, which which was about wrestling and things like that, and that kind of fell by the wayside, but it's always had a huge cult following. So it ha- that's why I wanted to bring that up because the, the PG generation of parents there, you want to grab them immediately because they'll yeah. get behind the product. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's actually uh, something that we discussed today on how, um, you know, like we're, we're, we're creating a story in the world uh, that's, that's appealing uh, from the top down. You know, so so it's something that's going to be appealing, uh, uh, you know, like to a parent, but also something that's going to be appealing to a to a teenager, uh, and it, it kind of that appeal kind of trickles down, like when a when a younger kid sees uh, their their older brother or something watching this cartoon, you know, they'll they'll take to it, and and it's uh, the the beauty of it is is that you know like our, our the message uh, that we're sending is family friendly, and it appeals to the entire family. But if you can come up with a you know like a product and uh, you know like just a, a writing style and uh, a set of characters uh, that appeals to everybody, then you know like uh, you you can you can you can show somebody who's used to more um, uh, you know like a, like mature content, uh, and they'll still you know they'll still dig it. Right. It's it's kind of like um, Rich. We you know our 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 character. You know, uh, you know, he, he, yes, he is, he is uh, uh, an MMA fighter. Yet this is how he connects to his inner inner fighter. You see, and so it's not necessarily every every uh, scene is going to be involving mixed martial arts. You know, fighting these types of things. Um, we, you know, our characters aren't using any any uh, any weapons per se, um, but it's more of you know utilizing the symbolism. Uh, behind mixed martial arts to uh, you know to deliver that message of adaptability to overcome yeah. challenge and adversity. Yeah. No, I th- I think using that approach is the, is the best way because as as I was saying, when parents see it that way, they become your you know your hardcore supporters. That's that's the funny thing with the the changing of the guard, so to speak, with programming not just for for kids but also for adults. I mean, I I read an article last week about you know, My Little Pony, and it's completely, you'd look at it and expect that it's just primarily aimed at girls, but now there are more guys and, and older adults watching it because of the quality of animation and the stories that are being told, and I would never have thought that, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, when you think My Little Pony, you think, oh, that's for girls, so seeing you guys kind of create this universe that kind of touches a little bit on every on every demographic and every type of character you get you know your young kids you get your teenagers not only that but you even get girls involved as well you made sure to include a a powerful female character in there for for the villains but also for the heroes i think it it just it touches every demographic equally 
Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, global too. We're we're shooting, you know, like for uh, to appeal to uh, to a global audience too. That's why uh, a lot of our characters, you know, like with, with the with the world connecting through social media and uh, and technology, you know, it, it's it's there's really no no reason to you know exclude uh, you know people from from all all over the globe. You know, there's not that uh, you know when we when we were younger, it was it was kind of weird to see. You know, maybe someone from a different country on a uh, on a cartoon or whatever. But today, it's completely normal. You know, because uh, because everybody is is uh, you know kind of been acquiated to uh, globalization. So you know, we have uh, we have characters represented uh, you know from from all sorts of countries, and uh, you know the new characters uh, that we introduce uh, won't be any different. Um. Rob, are you are you drawing all these characters yourselves, or do you guys have an independent team of artists, or does it vary? Oh no, we have we have um, um, we have selected a just a phenomenal artist uh, that that uh, is is working on on producing these characters for us at this time. Nice, right? Because I noticed also that each character's animation style kind of shifts and the reason i say that is because you look at at robbie he has the more uh the more kid friendly drawing versus miko that has a little bit of anime influence in there mm-hmm. and if you even go forward to a, a guy like ruin ruin has that real hardcore over the top look that you see in, in, in a good a good explanation is the way they draw the hulk now yeah so I, that's why I asked if it was different artists because I noticed that the art style changes a little bit to represent each character, which I felt was was really nice because it showcases the different styles. You know, and that and that that is um, um, again uh, relates to the uh, you know the, uh, the 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 sport of mixed martial arts, which is you know a, a, just a, a whole uh, a variety and combination of skill sets. Um, that you know they're utilizing to uh, you know to uh, overcome your opponent, and so we, we're trying to you know we're trying to um, represent just um, a, a variety of, of of styles and uh, you know to appeal to to the masses on a global basis is what's what's happening here. How are you guys going about creating uh, the voice component for these characters, bringing them up to you know once the animated series goes live? How are you guys searching for voice talent? Do you guys have got people in mind? Are you um, recruiting, you know, using IMDb, doing that type of stuff? Or, or are you possibly dipping into the network of people you know and using them for that particular component? Um, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's dipping into uh, into our network. Um, you know, I've I've uh, I've talked about how um, Abyss from uh, from TNA, um, a good friend of mine is actually uh, a voice of of Ruin. Actually, Ruin and and uh, and his superhero persona Fission. Um, so he's he's on board, and uh, we have a, we have a few other names, you know, like that we'll will you know be be announcing on the, in the future. People can uh, can keep up on us uh, by following us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash Roxer. Or uh, or at Roxer on Twitter, uh, where we, uh, we we keep uh, we keep posting updates and, and we keep uh, people kind of updated on the progress of, of how our uh, our our animated short is is coming along, which we hope to uh, hope to release pretty soon. 
it's it's cool hearing that that a guy like Abyss and and he's a shoe in to play Ruin just because of the way just the because of the way he portrays the character Abyss. So yeah. if if there's anybody that can play a, a bigger, scarier, and more intimidating wrestler, he's he's definitely the guy for the job. So that's that's solid voice work there. And I, I'll tell you, man, um, Abyss is a talented guy. He's uh, you know he's he's probably one of the most versatile. Uh, versatile you know like wrestlers i've 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 ever uh i've ever known you know like the way he's able to uh to switch from from characters and to uh you know like just adjust his 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 uh his fighting style and everything like he's he's just uh he's 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 great man he's a roxer yep <laughs> i've been i've been following you know i've been you know just to switch gears i've been following tna since the weekly pay-per-view days so mm-hmm. You know, to hear to hear about Abyss's involvement, I've been following him since you know since he was uh, in the tag team with James Mitchell and the really hardcore feuds with Raven. So I've been watching his career from the beginning when <laughs> when you know feuding with Judas Macias, who um, is a pretty scary looking dude. <laughs> so yeah, it, no, it's nobody, good to see yeah, that. Yeah, nobody puts more passion into what they do than that guy, and uh, you know he's he's just great to work with. Well, that's good to hear to hear that. Yeah that kind of involvement have you guys been approached by by people in 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 the mixed martial arts world as well in terms of just you know working with you guys on this or lending their talents to push it you know things like you know maybe maybe tap out wants to go in there and throw their logo on some of the the fighter shorts stuff like that or or are you guys waiting to finish the product and then pitch that out yeah we've had we've definitely uh talked to um numerous um, MMA fighters, and we've had, um, you know, uh, interest from uh, uh, Olympic gold medalists. Uh, we, 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 we've really been um, just, you know, focused on, uh, you know, creating the story now, the, the animation, and, um, um, you know, we we've definitely have plans here coming up uh, on the business end of things um, to, uh, you know, to definitely include, include the MMA world in on you know what we're doing here good i mean you guys have have a full timeline pretty much scheduled right to drop the animated short and maybe some merch as well right yeah yeah i think uh, we'll, we'll start introducing uh, some merch uh probably uh, uh right around the time that we're, we're getting ready to uh to release the animation we're hoping uh sometime in the fall what's the what's the long-term plan are you are you guys looking to go possibly cable or you know broadcast television in a kids block or do you feel that keeping it online makes it just more accessible to a more diverse audience where's the what you know what direction do you guys want to go in um i guess i guess we're going to kind of go with the flow like uh i think ultimately we'd like to get this in front of as large an audience as possible right uh but you know like we're, we're going to kind of have to see um uh you know uh see what the best path is Right. The reason I ask is because sometimes keeping it web only helps you just touch a more a more global audience. But then getting that getting that broadcast deal kind of gets you in there into the mommy, mommy, buy me, buy me the rocks or cereal crowd. You know, it gets you in front of that kind of an audience. So every you know, that's why I ask. Some people just want to go cable only because they want to get they want to have more creative freedom versus network. So. I feel right. it's good to hear you guys are kind of taking it as it goes because you don't want to lose your identity just to get a deal either. Right. Yeah. We got to, uh, we, we were definitely, um, 
uh, mindful of that. Well, one thing I got to touch on a little bit, and I, and I read about this, was um, the, your post on, on the Roxer site with uh, Fedor Zelenko. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you, you know, I, I got to ask where that inspiration is coming from, because it, it, it kind of sounds like my favorite Fedor. Last yeah. Emperor Fedor. So, <laughs> it, w- was that intentional? Did you guys want to have a little fun with that and make people be like, "Hey, wait a minute"? Well, the um, uh, you know, we 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 had this character, and it, it kind of goes back to uh, what I was saying earlier about how we have, you know, like a, a definitely a global cast of characters. Right. Uh, we we wanted a uh, we knew we wanted a you know a, a, a Russian uh, character. Actually, he's from he's from the uh, he's from the Ukraine. And, um, you know, we have a, we have a little backstory, uh, with, with Fedor that he's, he's from Chernobyl and, um, you know, it's, it's going to play into, uh, into what his, uh, what his character develops into, but, um, mm. so he's going to be, uh, he's going to be introduced in the, um, uh, in this little animated, uh, animated short that we have coming out. That. I, I read it and I just thought I laughed to myself because I said, "Wait a minute," you know, because it's like, especially if you follow the sport closely, yeah. you kind of you kind of see that. And then, the, the, you know, going back to when I was what you had said, him being from Chernobyl, I'm like, please let him turn into like a nuclear powered dude, please, <laughs> <laughs> just because yeah. it, it's that it's that kind of stuff. And, and like I said, you know, I'm, I'm 32 years old and I'm reading. I'm like, oh yeah. man, you know, I'm, I, I the fact that I was pumped to see where that would go, and, yeah. and I'm older. It's just a, a testament to the to the broad appeal you guys are creating with this brand. Yeah, if if you uh, like to, to your listeners, um, if you go to the Roxer uh, homepage uh, and and check out our news section, uh, we we have all sorts of these little little hints and, and teasers as to the uh, the story and the uh, the animated short uh, kind of scattered in there. Uh, so you can kind of uh, take a look. It's it's just like little Easter eggs. Nice. I'm. I, I've been digging through the site and plucking some stuff out, you know, just to to prep for the interview, but also just because I wanted to have some good art pieces to to showcase when we publish the article. I did want to talk about the the animation style. Are you guys relying on mostly hand drawn to sell, or are you doing more digital and hand drawn? Where Where do you guys want to go with that? Because I know a lot of people are are hardcore hand drawn animation enthusiasts that feel that that's the best way to embody animated cartoons but then a lot of people are starting to gravitate towards the pixar the the pixar style of things well i, I kind of uh, lean towards the cell animation i'm a huge fan of uh of the the cartoons from the uh from the 80s like transformers and uh you know gi joe and uh you know those kind of uh cartoons but i also think uh you know like there's there's just a certain charm uh to keeping it 2d uh, but you know, like the, again, the animation style, uh, that we're kind of going for is more of a, more of a traditional, uh, is, 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 is what is called, it's like kind of 2d and you, and you kind of, you use some, uh, some 3d elements in the backgrounds. Oh, uh, okay. So, so it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a, almost a hybrid, but you know, mostly on the 2d side. That, that actually correlates with, um, you know, if you if you guys are are gamers or familiar with gaming, with the Street Fighter series, they um, the the newest Street Fighter, which is four, uses two D on a three D plane. Yeah, and it just gave it just breathed complete new life into the series just because of the way it looks. So to yeah. to see that kind of a style in a cartoon, it it it, it definitely has me pumped. 
Yeah, yeah. Our our goal is to is, is for it to look uh, to look different. Um, you know, maybe not different than everything that's out there, but like to to look different than the, than the norm. Like that's that's kind of our uh, that's kind of been our intention with uh, uh, with the entire animation. Actually, that's why we're kind of uh, we're trying not to uh, 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 to look at anything else that might influence uh, what we're trying to do. That is that is a that's a great approach. I I actually I actually utilize that myself. People be like, hey, do you listen to such and such show or do you listen to such and such podcast? Especially mm-hmm. if it's similar to what we cover. And I go, no. And they're like, why not? You know, it, it kind of makes it sound like you're like you're being an elitist or 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 holier than thou. And you got to tell them like, look, you know, I don't want to watch that or listen to that because it may not be intentional, but I may absorb an idea. Right. And then you you put it toward to, you put it to ink. Or you, you know, you in in my case, you put it on air, and somebody's like, "Hey, man, you know, you stole that from so and so." So I I can respect that a hundred percent. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the things. It's like, um, you know, uh, when when you start when you start uh, coming up with ideas and and and, and whatnot, you know, there's always that um, there's always that risk that what you what you come up with has uh, has been done, you know, maybe not the same way, but in in a similar way. But uh, you know, like our our you know our our goal is to is to try and avoid that. But you know, obviously, um, you, you can't avoid all of it. But I can I can tell you like that the way that we tell our story will, uh, you know, it, it will be different even if uh, if if some of the elements are are similar to other properties. Well, similarity is nice because it's yeah you know it's it's it it's almost like flattering because you know you, you those elements are there. But even looking at the way the characters are now, and, and what you to go back to what both of you said before, just the global appeal. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing out there currently that captures uh, a diverse group of characters and also utilizes different art styles to embody each one. It's it's very 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 rare. I mean, the most you you can probably go into possibly is is Avatar. You know, the new Avatar. Um, with the Le- Legend of Korra, which uses something similar, but it's nowhere near, and the subject matter is completely different. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, definitely. To uh, switch gears to to Rob a second, you know, you saying that you're a parent. Do you run the ideas for the show by your kids? You know, I um, uh, we live in a in a in a uh, an area where there are. Uh, the school is really, really close by, and so I, um, I do a lot of work from my home office, and, and I'm, I'm able to, uh, fortunate enough to, to be able to, you know, pick up my kids from school and whatnot. And I can tell you that um, uh, my, my son, he's in kindergarten, my daughter's in second grade, and every single one of their friends are constantly talking about Roxer. They all have, you know, their own, uh, uh, you know, ideas on which characters are their favorite. <laughs> and we haven't, you know, we haven't even come out with the with the animation yet, and so it's 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 just amazing to see, you know, how people are are, are taking to to what we're doing so quickly, and um, um, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely definitely you know asking uh, you know uh, their opinions on 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 you know this version of the character, that version of the character, and you'd be surprised that these kids are sharp. Uh, they uh, they definitely um, they're definitely adding value to the creation of, of of this property. Well, I also ask that too because you, being a parent, you have your own focus group, basically. Yeah. 
you you can you can put the you can put the the animated short in there have your kids watch it and you will probably get to you know to a degree obviously age being a factor but you'll probably get the most honest feedback yeah from a child than from an adult and that's just because ch- children at at that age it's it's almost they're almost incapable of lying yeah, yeah. So, you know, and we found that if you can if you can keep their attention span, I mean that that is the true test right there. Because as you as you probably know, at, the, at those ages, um, very short attention spans, and so to, to to you know to have them you know enthralled in the in the content, um, it's just it's just it's just a pleasure to see, and it's very rewarding. Oh, absolutely. I mean the 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 beauty of that is that you're you get to test it out, you get to see what works, what doesn't work. And you basically have, being a parent, that built-in demo that you can just run it by, and and you'll get that. And even just go going by the school, and maybe you you know you make a sticker, just a one-off sticker, and you throw it on your on your son's notebook or your daughter's notebook, and somebody goes, "Hey, what's that?" It it just it's almost like a built-in, uh, not only like I said, a focus group, but just a built-in way to spread spread the word amongst kids and kind of build that anticipation. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we've even uh, created um, uh, uh, you know the, these temporary tattoos with some of the rockster characters, and and uh, you know when when I when I go to pick up my kids at school and see uh, you know see kid after kid having a having a temporary rockster tattoo on, it, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. So um, yes, it's uh, there's there's some unique ways of test marketing what we're doing here, and that's great because in in the old days. And and you guys probably have seen that. You see these cartoons, especially you talking about Transformers and stuff like that. Most of the popularity of those cartoons came from just the kids playing with the toys, not even the kids watching the shows. Right. Oh yeah. That, that just was, came after. Yeah, I was a huge uh, Transformers fan when I was a kid. Man, I had uh, I had all those toys. I, I I loved them. You know, and and you know, like I, I loved the toys and I loved uh, I loved the cartoon too. It's like. Y- Obviously, like the cartoon was marketing the toys, but right. like as a kid, you're you're enjoying it. So you know, it's it's just um, I, I ate that stuff up. Yeah, things things in in regards to that, and and that's kind of me showing my age have changed only because the quality the quality of cartoon hasn't. I almost want to say it's kind of lost a step. The only ones that are very deep and detailed usually are. Um, cartoons that that have a basis off someplace else you know like the avatar cartoons had a basis off um you know anime and fantasy and they kind of built off of that but i'm talking about just like individual properties like you don't wake up anymore and see stuff like street sharks or or you know crazy things like that growing up now it's more either very very friendly very very safe or actually rehashing the stuff that we grew up watching you know like ninja turtles or another incarnation yeah. of transformers or another yeah. incarnation of this you know the the, yeah. the lack yeah. of originality is definitely prevalent yeah <laughs> right. and that's that's kind of uh that's kind of industry right uh, industry uh wide right now which is you know like a shame because there's so many uh people who can come up with these original ideas and and they just keep uh like feeding us like uh all, all this same stuff over and over again you know, like the not to not to bag on Spider Man, but like 
having a, 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 a remake of it already, like, I mean, I, I still look at it as it came out yesterday. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I agree 150%. Yeah. We, I went into a, a couple of, of, of lengthy, uh, expletive-laden diatribes on air for that mm-hmm. reason, for that exact reason, because it it's like yesterday for, for a lot of stuff. It's like, but did, you know, what's the sense in telling somebody the origin of the character if you already know the origin? Oh, but it's different. You right. can't you can't convince a kid about that. A kid's yeah. just going to be like, "Didn't he get bit by a spider in the first one?" And they're like, "Well, this one's different." So why is he getting bit by the spider again? And you're like, "Oh my god!" You know. <laughs> See, that's that was the beauty of uh, of Batman. At least they, you know, at least they waited like long enough, uh, like to to come out with the um, the reboot. You know, and 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 they did it right, like with uh, with with Christopher Nolan putting that guy in charge of it it was just like uh his his vision uh fits fits with that franchise perfectly and you can see you know like the results just with uh you know watching um the dark knight or or you know oh yeah uh, billion dollar you know, franchise <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it was it was it was so well done that uh you know, like when do you see a, a superhero movie being nominated for uh for oscars you know like so it's just you know, um, it's just really well done. I did. I did want to bring bring this full circle with with regards to um, taking rocks or not out, out of the hands of kids for a second and using it in terms of a marketing platform for mixed martial artists. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times mixed martial artists, especially a lot that I've spoken to and and guys that I follow, they're all big kids like the rest of us. And they always are looking for ways to to brand themselves in in a way that they can market to all aspects of, of their demographic. Like some guys, you know, they, they, they are loved by the ladies and they kind of gravitate towards that. Are you guys looking at something like Roxer to to also use it as a platform for mixed martial artists? Like, you know, hey, I want to I want to be turned into a Roxer and have it on my T-shirt when I walk out type of a deal. Are you, have you guys... Uh, given that any thought only because the concept would just almost fall naturally into play with so many fighters. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Rob. Well, you know, we, um, you know, our, our main, our, our, well, I shouldn't say, uh, we, we kind of, we do kind of have a lead character, which is uh, of course, Robbie's uh, adaptation into sprawler, you know, right. being that MMA fighter. And, um, you know, we, we definitely feel that, uh, that, that uh, sprawler is an evergreen, uh, type of a character and uh, really, you know, truly represents all of mankind. You know, uh, yes, he's an MMA fighter, but aren't we all, aren't we, don't we all connect to our inner, inner fighter, yep. uh, you know, uh, to, to adapt to, to, uh, you know, to the challenges of life. And so, um, we, you know, uh, in relating that to the, the profession and the actual fighters of the sport, we feel that um, you know the, these guys. Um, you know, certainly, there's a there's a there's a lifespan with the, with their you know, as with any athlete in, in the sport, and um, we you know we, we, we feel that associating with Roxer, uh, you know, could help uh, increase the longevity or legacy of you know of a particular fighter and, and definitely enhance um, you know his um, um, you know his marketability you know to uh, you know to the the, the demographic the MMA demographic. So. We certainly, we certainly are mindful that that is that is definitely a possibility, um, you know, in, in, in connecting further with the sport of MMA. But 
you know, we're not we're not necessarily married to to the sport. Oh no, uh, you know, we are. You know, we're definitely we're we're, we're again we're we're shedding a, a real positive light on the sport and uh, you know and utilizing that to 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 really empower empower others. That works for me. I I like I said that I I like the the concept of rock so not only because of where it's going for kids and the message it's portraying, but it's almost like an open canvas to touch both aspects in terms of wrestling and mixed martial arts, because honestly, in some cases, and both of you may have, may have noticed this, there's almost like, there's almost a gap between mixed martial arts, MMA fans and wrestling fans. They're either one or the other. And now over the last couple of years, there, there's been a, a, a huge turnaround where they're fans of both. That's why I asked because it's such a it's such an open playing field for you guys that you guys can touch each side and kind yes, of marry I, them in the middle. Yeah, and I think and Simon can definitely speak to this. And I think that I think that there is um, you know you're seeing a, uh, a a more of a demand for more entertainment value in uh, mixed martial arts and and um, you know again. Uh, a, 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 a reason why we are, are blending that that professional wrestling component in with uh, with our our characters and storyline to give to give that entertainment value you know to the fans out there. Yeah, personas are huge in wrestling, right, Simon? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, when they show themselves in MMA, they're huge there too. <laughs> oh yeah, well we can yeah. we can attest to quite a few guys. You know the the yeah. Chael Sonnens of the of the world. Definitely. That know how to how to market themselves. Yeah, and, and uh, you know what? Like, I, I haven't seen the numbers on that fight, but I would imagine they were they were pretty huge. Oh, they were they were substantially high. I mean, both times that the guy that he's fought, those numbers have been high. I think, and I and I've talked about this at length um, for wrestling and MMA. I think that natural ability is always ninety percent of the equation, but mm-hmm. that intangible ten percent of persona can get you a lot further. Oh yeah, because you can you can be the greatest athlete in the world, and if you're boring, <laughs> people people are always going to look at you as that. Oh man, he's he's awesome. He's an amazing athlete, but he's boring. Uh, with, yeah. with with me, um, Rob's a much uh, much bigger uh, MMA fan, uh, but with me, like I, I get um, I get more excited for the uh, the fights that have the biggest build, like the uh, the, the Tito um, Ken Shamrock or the uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, what was it? Rampage and who was the other coach? Oh, Ram- an Ultimate Fighter. Rampage and Rashad Evans was big. Yeah, Rampage and Forrest was 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 passable. Yeah, like the the ones that have the greatest builds, like uh, uh, usually are are the ones that I have an interest in seeing. Otherwise, you know, it's it's just um, you know, like two guys fight, one guy wins. You know, like you 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 root for uh, you root for a guy, but at the end of the day. You know, like I'm, I remember the build to a fight rather than the fight itself. Gotcha. Well, kind of, like, uh, kind of like uh, uh, wrestling. You know, like there would be storylines that you, that you always remember, remember, but like then when you try to think back, it's like ah, who won the fight? You know? Oh yeah, storylines are something that that always stick out. I mean, I can I can yeah. I can think of countless storylines growing up that are still ingrained in my head. You know. Mm-hmm. 20-something years later, so I can understand that. Yeah. All right, so we actually have covered everything. Um, before I, I wrap things up, you know, I want to thank both of you for taking the time to come on and share a little bit about Roxer. 
first and foremost, where can everybody go to keep up with Roxer? Uh, social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. I know you guys have a presence there. Um, yeah, uh, Facebook is the best. Uh, that's where we uh, post our most regular updates as far as artwork and um, and whatnot. Uh, Twitter is also awesome uh, to uh, to follow us on. Uh, the the beauty of Facebook for us is it's more of a more visual and uh, like that's that's basically what our what our brand is it's all a, a visual brand and uh, of course the uh, the website's uh, great too and and the uh, YouTube dot com backslash Roxer is also another one. All right, cool, and of course they can add you to their circles on Google Plus as well, mm-hmm. and um, of course they can follow you at Yeti Boom Films. Y E T I B O O M films on Twitter, yep. and Rob, you're running the the Roxer account. Oh yes, and and uh, uh, at Twitter, and um, you know, uh, if your your listeners can you know jump onto Facebook, and if they like what they see, you know, giving us a like really really helps, goes a long way, and and uh, you know we appreciate everybody's uh, uh, help in in, in making uh, you know this reality and, and seeing Roxer come to fruition. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, we're we're trying to uh, we're trying to build as big a Facebook audience as possible, uh, so we can um, we can have as big an audience to uh, to expose the uh, the animation to uh, once once we release that this fall. All right. Well, you can you can get, be guaranteed that we will definitely assist you with that. Um, cool. You know, we've been we've been backlinking to you guys already on Facebook and on Twitter, so we'll make sure that that goes there and the interview like i said is going to hit our app subscribers first uh usually it's going to it's exclusive for a week then we're going to drop it publicly so it'll be on facebook the interview will be on youtube also so we're going to make sure that it's covered so you'll make sure you're going to get a a a nice uh bit of feedback from our audience especially because it's so diverse like i said we have our our comic fans our animated fans we got our mma fans and our wrestling fans and you guys touch them all individually so it works out well beautiful well guys that thank you again for taking the time to discuss roxer with us again you can head over to roxer.com also you can follow roxer on twitter and hit them up on facebook with a like as well anything else guys no i think that's it really appreciate your time and um look forward to uh talking to you again soon you got Actually, it. Uh, Rich, I did have one thing. I'm looking at your uh, your Facebook page. Nintendo Power is done? Nintendo Power is done, my friend. Wow. Yeah, I'm, after 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 so many years, the death of the print model, man. Wow. <laughs> I dude, I remember uh, I had that I had that first edition um like way back in the day. I I, I used to love that magazine. Yeah, the, the, it's it's just a it's just the the evolution of 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 just the me- consumption of medium, even I mean, yeah. comics still. I mean, I still buy comics, but I try to read them as much as possible on my iPad now just because, you know, I have yeah. countless boxes of, of comics. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of like me and my DVDs. I just sold, uh, you know, like two-thirds of my DVD collection because it's like, what's the point of having all this clutter, you know? Yeah, I was there. I was in that same situation a year ago. I sold uh, 2,000 DVDs on eBay as a lot. Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because and then you know I rebought some of them on Blu-ray, but it wasn't to the level it's got. Like now I'll only buy a movie on Blu-ray if it's you know a, a great sound piece or if I'm a, or if I'm a huge right. fan. 
Like, all the Marvel movies, I'm always going to buy on Blu-ray and stuff like that, but it's not like the old days. Right, yeah. It's crazy. There you go. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for for taking the time to talk with us. You've just heard My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic with the crew from Roxer. You can listen to live episodes of My Take Radio every Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific by heading over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash my take radio you can also listen to our episodes via our mixler simulcast directly on facebook by heading to our facebook fan page facebook.com forward slash my take radio you can also find us on google plus and twitter at my take radio if you're getting the episodes from itunes as well as our interviews and original content please take a moment and rate it we'd really appreciate it thanks for listening peace